Shalom, and welcome to Parashah Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, wishing you also Moadim Simcha, joyful Chag uh, Sukkot. At uh, the end of this week, uh, we have Shmini Atzeret, Simchat Torah, which uh, is essentially a separate Chag, uh, separate from Sukkot, although it happens right after uh, Sukkot. The, uh, uh, the first thing to point out uh, before we look at the Torah reading for this uh, for this time is that uh, according to the Torah, Shmini Yetzirah is one day, the eighth day uh, after seven days of Sukkot. But as with uh, the other uh, Regalim, the other... Uh, pilgrimage festivals, uh, it is two days outside of Israel. So there is two day, there are two days of Shemini Yatzeret, and uh, for a long time, the second day of Shemini Yatzeret has been known as Simchat Torah. Uh, so that's the first point, that in Israel uh, it is one day, and uh, outside of Israel, in Chutzlaretz, it will be two days. We'll uh, start off by talking about the Torah reading for Shmini Yatzeret uh, outside of Israel, because it's a specially selected reading for that day. Uh, the, there are two uh, Torah scrolls that are used. The first reading, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the pilgrimage festival, uh, and uh, this actually is what's read uh, at the end of the uh, of any pilgrimage festival, any uh, one of the regalim. It's from uh, Sefer Dvarim, uh, specifically from Parashat Re'eh, it's the last section of Parashat Re'eh. And uh, it will discuss the festivals, but before that, uh, there are uh, five other topics that are uh, discussed. First, uh, Shemitah, uh, first uh, Ma'aser, uh, that is the uh, tithes. Uh, specifically, the Torah is talking about Ma'aser Sheni. Uh, every time you take the various portions that you give, Truma first to the Kohanim, and then the second Ma'as, the, the second thing after that is Ma'aser. Uh, first, you have Ma'aser uh, Rishon, uh, and and there's also Ma'aser Sheni, and both of these are referred to in this section. Uh, Ma'aser Rishon is uh, given to the Levim, and Maaser Sheni, uh, the, ten, the second tithe, is brought up to Yerushalayim and, uh, and eaten there. Uh, but if you live too far away, the Torah has provision for one to uh, redeem it, in other words, exchange that Maaser Sheni for money, then bring the money to Yerushalayim and uh, eat it there. Uh, convert it into food and eat the food there. Uh, there's also reference to Maaser Ani. Uh, on the third year and the sixth year of the cycle, the second Maaser is uh, not uh, brought up to Yerushalayim, but instead it is given to the poor. That's why it's called Maaser Ani. The next uh, section of the parasha refers back to Shemitah, the seventh year, and there is a, uh, 
here is a, a specific uh, reference to the idea that in the Shemitah year, uh, in addition to letting the lands uh, lie fallow, which we've learned about uh, before, uh, also uh, it is a time of Shemitah with reference to to debts, Shemitat uh, Kesafim, that if a person has taken a loan from you and uh, hasn't paid it back, then uh, you have an obligation to release him from that debt uh, in Shemitah, uh, basically at the end of uh, Shemitah. This will be a source of blessing for you uh, because uh, this way the person who's taken a loan who clearly needed the money uh, will uh, will be grateful and will bless you uh, for releasing him from that uh, debt that's been hanging over him. Uh, and as long as we've been talking about people in need, uh, we continue to the subject of other people who are in need and you must care for them. Uh, care for them uh, if they ask for charity, if they ask for tzedakah, you give it to them. Uh, and once again, Hashem will bless you for taking care of uh, them. A person uh, might be in such a dire need financially that uh, he has himself uh, sold as a slave to you. Uh, so this is the case of the Eved Ivri, which has been discussed earlier in the Torah. So it's a reminder that he works for six years. Uh, of course, you have to take care of him. And uh, when you when he finishes his six years of, uh, of work, uh, then uh, you have to provide for him. Uh, you have to send him off with uh, severance uh, so that he can start his life all over again. And this is one of those occasions where the Torah reminds us to remember uh, that you were once a slave uh, when you were in Egypt, and therefore you should uh, learn uh, from your historical memory uh, and experience that uh, being a slave is very difficult and slaves uh, deserve to be treated uh, humanely. And that's what you should do with your fellow Hebrew who has fallen on such hard times that he has uh, been sold as a slave to you. The Torah uh, continues and says, however, that if uh, he refuses to go free, he does not want to go free, then uh, you pierce his ear and he remains a slave with you uh, only until Yovel, the 50th year. The uh, next section uh, that the Torah talks about uh, has to do with uh, the firstborn of uh, animals. Uh, if you have a, an animal that is born, it is uh, automatically uh, kadosh, it's automatically holy, and uh, there are restrictions on what you may do with it. Uh, you may not work it, you may not shear, uh, make, make use of the wool of it. Instead, uh, you give it to the, uh, give it to the Kohen uh, who offers it. Uh, if, however, it has a mum, making it disqualified as a korban, as a sacrifice, then uh, the, uh, the Kohen uh, may, may eat it and may invite others, others to eat it with him. And the Torah reminds us once again uh, that when you uh, slaughter uh, uh, certain animals, uh, you, should not, uh, you should not eat the blood, but rather uh, cover it. Uh, we learned elsewhere that it's the uh, only certain animals that are slaughtered require the covering of the blood, that is to say, uh, birds 
and uh, chayot, that is to say, non-domesticated animals like deer. After this, uh, the Torah's uh, focus uh, is on the uh, the holidays, uh, specifically the Shalosh uh, Galim, the three pilgrimage festivals. Uh, starts off by talking about Pesach, uh, and reminds us that uh, first there is uh, Pesach, and then there is Chag Hamatzot. I've said this many times before. If you look closely at the way the Torah uh, uses the terminology, uh, the terms Pesach and Chag Hamatzot are not interchangeable. They're not two different names for the same time as uh, we do that now. Um, but uh, in the Torah, Pesach refers to the time when the Korban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice, is, uh, is offered and then eaten. So that begins on the afternoon of the 14th day of uh, Nisan and continues into the night when the Korban Pesach is eaten as part of the Seder. Chagamatzot starts that night, uh, starts with the beginning of the night of the 15th, and it's a seven-day festival uh, when uh, the only uh, form of bread that one may be, one may eat is in the form of matzah, and that's seven uh, days. Uh, we are reminded uh, that uh, in advance of uh, this time, we must remove all chametz from our possession. We're reminded about the Pesach sacrifice, and we're reminded about the uh, the eating of uh, matzot. As I said, uh, the only uh, acceptable uh, form of bread uh, during this time is in the form of matzah. Then the Torah uh, talks about counting the Omer. Uh, that begins on the second night of Pesach. Um, it's... Pesach coincides with the first of the grain harvests. It's the harvest of barley. And uh, you begin to count. Remember, there's an, off, an Omer offering. Avatar here focuses on the counting of the Omer, that you count uh, seven weeks. Seven times seven is 49. And then the 50th day is the next festival, namely Shavuot. And uh, we are told, uh, that on the holiday of Shavuot, which according to the Torah is one day, we are to rejoice. Uh, finally, the Torah uh, turns to Sukkot. Sukkot uh, is seven days long, uh, beginning on the 15th day of the month of Tishrei. Uh, it is seven days long, and during that time, we are to uh, rejoice. And the Torah uh, concludes this uh, this section uh, by reminding us of the obligation to make the pilgrimage to uh, Yerushalayim and not to come empty-handed uh, at the at the three times of the three pilgrimage festivals. Bring the offerings. All of that is the first reading for uh, the eighth day, uh, Shemini Atzeret. Uh, the second reading from the second Sefer Torah uh, is uh, from Parashat Pinchas and deals with the special korbanot that were brought on Shemini Yetzirah. The second day of Shemini Yetzirah, which I said uh, earlier is called uh, Simchat Torah, uh, is uh, essentially the ninth day, and it also has two uh, Torah readings. 
Now, uh, when, I, when I will talk about uh, this, uh, I will point out that uh, the, the, first, the first reading or what we're about to see uh, is what's read in Israel on Shmini Atzeret, uh, because there's only one day, uh, and this is the major emphasis. Uh, the reading for Simchat Torah has to do with concluding the cycle of reading the Torah and then starting uh, again. So the first reading uh, comes from the end of the Torah. It's the blessings that Moshe gives uh, the children of Israel before, uh, before he dies. Uh, he introduces by saying that Hashem gave the Torah at Sinai and chose the children of Israel, chose the tribes of Israel. And then uh, Moshe proceeds tribe by tribe to, uh, to bless. Uh, Ruvain, then Yehuda, and then Levi. In other words, he skips uh, Shimon. Uh, then Binyamin, then Yosef, Zavulun and Yisachar, then Gad, then Dan, then Naphtali, and then Asher. And he concludes with a blessing for all of uh, Israel. And then the end of the Torah, uh, we come to the end of Moshe's life. He ascends Har Nevo, Mount Nevo, in which Hashem gives him the opportunity to see the entire land from that vantage point. And there Moshe dies. Hashem himself buries Moshe, and no one knows where Moshe is buried. Uh, and Yehoshua, uh, who has been selected, succeeds Moshe. And the Torah concludes by saying that no prophet was greater than Moshe. Uh, the person who was chosen to, to read this final section is known as the Chatan Torah. He is the, uh, the groom uh, of the Torah itself. And uh, he has the honor of concluding the Torah. And then the second reading is the beginning of the Torah. We don't, in all of Torah learning, we do not just conclude, but we start again. And we uh, go, go to the beginning of the Torah, the beginning of creation, in which we learn about the, uh, the days of creation. The first day of creation, how Hashem created light and separated light from darkness. On the second day, where he created the firmament, what we call the skies or the heavens, and separated the lower waters from the upper waters. On the third day of creation, in which he uh, differentiated between the seas and the dry land and made it possible for the dry land to produce vegetation of various types. On the fourth day, God creates the luminaries in the sky to regulate time. And about, we're talking about the sun, the moon, and the stars. On the fifth day of creation, God creates marine life and birds. On the sixth day of creation, animals and finally man. And man is uh, unique in that he is created in God's image. Man rules over other creatures, and uh, but man is, is told that he is only permitted to eat vegetation. Uh, and the Torah concludes the sixth day of creation by saying that all that God has made was good. Seventh day of creation, what we call Shabbat, is the day that God abstained from further creation. The Hebrew word for abstain, Shabbat, 
is the word that gives us uh, the word Shabbat. And God blessed and sanctified the seventh day. Uh, and that is why it's called Shabbat, because it is the day of, uh, of refraining. Uh, there is a third reading on, uh, on Simchat Torah. Remember, in Israel, Shmini Atzeret and Simchat Torah is the same day. Uh, the third reading is back to Parashat Pinchas for the sacrifices of the eighth day, uh, which are repeated outside of Israel. The same uh, was read the day before. And inside of Israel, uh, this is the first and only time that it's read. When, uh, when the Torah talks about the, uh, about the eighth day uh, of, of Sukkot, uh, which we call Shmini uh, Atzeret, um, so it's, it, it calls it Atzeret, which is a day of either gathering or, uh, or withholding. And we are reminded not to do any uh, malacha. And uh, we are told to bring uh, sacrifices. Um, Rashi uh, talks uh, about this term atzeret. It's a day of uh, restriction. First of all, it means restriction in the sense of restriction from work. But another meaning of it, says Rashi, is restrict yourself from leaving Jerusalem. In other words, you've come to Jerusalem for the pilgrimage festival of Sukkot. Uh, Sukkot is over. And yet, what Hashem says is, uh, restrict yourselves, don't leave, uh, stick around, if you will, uh, for one more day. And um, the uh, Rashi says that, uh, uh, that this is because uh, during the seven days of Sukkot, uh, the total number of sacrifices that were offered was, was the total number of 70, and that corresponds to the 70 nations. All of the 70 nations are uh, represented and uh, are given the opportunity to, uh, to receive a type of uh, celebration. Uh, however, Hashem wants there to be one more day, uh, specifically in honor of, uh, of the people of Israel. And so uh, God says, uh, stay one more day so that I can have your, uh, your pleasure just just us. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, it's like a uh, children, grown children, who've been spending time with their father, and uh, it is time for them to leave. But he says, "Stay one day longer." Kasha alai preidatchem. Your your parting is very difficult for me. It's difficult to say, and so shmini atzeret is a celebration of the fact that God wants one more day to be together with Israel. It does not commemorate uh, any specific event. It doesn't correspond to any current agricultural uh, event. It is just because, just because Hashem uh, wants us to be uh, close to him one day longer, stay uh, before going home and facing the, uh, the winter ahead, the winter of rain, uh, with uh, God's help, which we will have. But rainy time is not a time to expect to make the pilgrimage to uh, Yerushalayim. So one day more, stay around. One, more, one day more, kasha alai preidatchem, 
your departure is difficult for me. I thank you very much for uh, joining me in this uh, discussion of the Torah reading for Shmini Atzeret, Simchat Torah. I'll take this opportunity to wish everyone a uh, Shabbat Shalom, Chag uh, Sameach. This has been Rabbi Abraham Fisher for Parashah Highlights and Insights saying Shalom.